do you guys remember when we used to go out and I'm, when I say we, I mean, just in general, uh, when we used to go out, uh, we used to meet at 1030 at night, everybody would meet at someone's house. We would take off to the club and we'd probably get there like 1130, 11:15, just saying more or less the time that we would finally get our table or our spot. And we literally had about maybe three and a half hours-ish to drink, to dance, to converse. Some people fought all the time and, you know, that's how they spent their three and a half hours. And then at 1.30 when the bartender said, last call, or when the DJ said, it was last call, everyone. And that was probably my most favorite time. Because we were going home. We were going one or two places. Either we were going home or we were going to go eat. And if we went to go eat, you know, we'd get to King Taco at 2, 2.30, eat, talk, you know, talk shit some more, get home at like 4, 4.30, go to sleep, and then wake up at 9 o'clock in the morning. Do we remember those days? <laughs> well... The the thought of going anywhere and saying, meet me at 10.30 here. 10.30 at night? Do you mean 10.30 in the morning? Because no, the answer would be no, no. I love a good sensible bedtime. Uh, <clears throat> you want to day, day drink all day? Great. I am there with you. Um, but... 10 30 11 o'clock at night the audacity is at an all-time high with that one so no the answer is no um we're going to vegas this weekend and let's talk about it welcome everyone to the awful good podcast my name is Beatty, and i am your host and you can call me whatever you want, Vidi, Vidi Diana, doesn't matter. Uh, this weekend we are going to Vegas, me, the husband, and a couple of friends. And y'all, I needed this weekend to get away. Uh, usually we always do a mid, mid-year mid uh, vacation somewhere, a mini vacation, I guess you could say. Couple days, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, because really Vegas, you really only need like two full days, you know, then one day to travel. And that's pretty much all you need. So we're going to Vegas. We're flying. Thank God. Um, I didn't really feel like driving or putting all those miles on my car, to be honest. Uh, but we're flying because let me tell you, the best thing that you can do for it going to Vegas is to fly. If you've never flown, do your research. There's a lot of airports. I mean, if you're closer to the LAX, Long Beach area, definitely check out those airports. I know LAX is always cheaper. Um, but I know it's just a bitch to like drive in there and everything, but where I live in the IE, you know, I'm more towards the Ontario airport, Palm Springs, um, Palm Springs isn't so bad. Uh, we flew out of Palm Springs to Seattle the first time and it was actually pretty nice because it was pretty much almost the same distance, like from our house to LA, maybe a little bit like closer, but we were going against traffic and it was just a cute, small airport. I loved it. Um, but anyway, I digress like I always do. So we're going to Vegas and I am, I'm no longer a regular drinker, you know, 
I am a day drinker, but I'm also like just drink in social events because I don't even drink at home. I don't even drink on the weekends. I just don't like the way it makes me feel, you know, when I start getting like that stomach feeling, like when the alcohol is mixing with all your acids and your bile. It's just like, ugh, I hate that feeling. Uh, so, but sometimes I succumb to peer pressure because, you know, I'm not that strong. <laughs> Uh, but then sometimes I just want to slap these people in the face and be like, dude, just because you need alcohol to be a good time and have a good time doesn't mean that I need it. So whatever. Anyway, so we're going to Vegas and like I said, poolside um, with my Bloody Mary. I'm going to pace myself. I like a good spicy Bloody Mary, six olives, por favor. And it's going to be 111. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be in the pool, out of the pool. And I love to do a little bit of gambling on the Wheel of Fortune. Who doesn't? You know, Wheel of Fortune. And we're just going to keep it cash. Because I... Our clubbing Vegas days, I think... I think they're over. I think it's one of those things that, like, we do one more time. And then we're like, okay, we retire it. Um, but, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tao is by far my most favoritist club in the entire world. And I will never forget that one time in June of 2012, July, sorry, of 2012, we were, I want to say maybe a group of 10, we were 100 jello shots deep in the pool that same day, and we went to Tao, and we got sat right by the DJ booth, right underneath DJ Vice, and it was probably the best, the best Vegas Tao trip ever, ever that time. Uh, the music, the company, it was just fantastic. Uh, if I find the videos, which they always pop up because we went it, at the ending of July of 2012, I'll post it. But <laughs> every time I hear that song, I'm like, oh man, Vegas, July 2012. It was amazing, amazing. And I'll never stop talking about it. So yeah, so Vegas this weekend. <clears throat> but the one thing that always happens to me, which I don't know if it happens to anybody else, I get this anxiety that I've been that I've dealt with since I was a kid, I want to say since I was 16, of not knowing what to wear. Okay, it seems trivial right now, but just just hold on, okay? Work with me here. I always get this anxiety of like what am I going to wear that's not going to make me look as big as I am? Because if you don't know, if you haven't already stalked my Instagram, my personal and the podcast one, um, I'm a plus size girl mm-hmm. and I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm 238 pounds, but if you were to look at me, you'd be like, no, you're not because the only caveat with my weight is that it's distributed evenly throughout my body. So if I have a fat face, I have fat arms, I have fat legs. Um, I like to say that I'm 238 pounds of amazing. That's why I'm like the way that I am. I make it out. But um, if I don't look at it that way, it just makes me, it just really brings me down because I've never, I've never had like an issue with my weight just because, uh, like I mentioned in another episode, my delusional self-confidence has guided me through my life because if it didn't, I don't know if I would be this, I'm always optimistic uh, like I said, I'm in optimism with a minor in realism. So I know when it's like, okay, BD, like, like, keep it real. But I also know when it's time to be positive. And that's, 
And that's just how I am. So I think my delusional self-confidence has has held my hand through my life. And when I mean delusional self-confidence, I mean I I create I've created this persona in my head that does not let anything get to her. You know, especially when it comes to like weight cuz you can you can call me fat, you can call me whatever you want, it doesn't matter. I I don't I don't get offended. There are times though, 9 out of 10 times I will not get offended. Because I know I am extremely self-deprecating. I will be the first one to make fun of myself. So that if you try to, I'm going to be like, yeah, bro. And like, what's your point? You're just going to make yourself look dumb. Okay. And that again is myself, my delusional self-confidence that has guided me through all of that. Because there are times, there are times though, where she, my delusional self-confidence, where she's not there. You know, she's somewhere on a beach having the best time of her life and I'm here you know going through the motions of my weight how I look like you know I I often stand in front of a mirror you know naked and I'm like whoa (laughs) like girl like what are you doing to yourself and recently I went to the doctor and there's some of my levels are high and I've introduced you know new foods into my diet I've, I started eating fish. Okay. I've never eaten salmon before in my life up until a month ago. Mm -hmm. Never because we didn't eat it as a kid. You know, there's things that you carry into your adult life that you didn't have in your childhood or you carry it into your adult life because that's what you know from your childhood. Did that make sense? I don't know. It'll make sense in the end. Um, so when I was a kid, I mean, I was a beanpole, you know, up until maybe 15, uh, 15, at 15, I weighed 135 pounds, y'all 135. And I thought that was the magic number. I was like, that's my goal. And when I was 16, there was about maybe four months that I didn't get my period. I know TMI, TMI, I get it. Uh, And so I went to the doctor, had everything checked out. And of course, the doctor's like, well, when you gain weight, which I had, I had gained like maybe 10, 15 pounds. And that just threw off, threw everything off in my body. Okay. And it was, it was that though around that time that I remember, (sighs) and I know she didn't mean it in a bad way. I know she didn't, but my mother said something to me that has stuck with me even now as an adult which is horrible because, you know, I've forgiven her for it. Like, she's never asked for forgiveness, but at the same time, it's like, it's not something like really, really bad, but to me, it just stuck with me. Um, I remember she told me, ya ni se te ven los ojos, meaning you can't even see your eyes because of how fat your face is. That's how I took it. I know she just meant it as motivation because at one time, my mom weighed 238 pounds, you know? And yes, she lost it. She went down to 124. (laughs) Uh, She didn't do it in a healthy way. I think, you know, looking back now, I I don't think it was healthy. Maybe it had something, maybe the way she ate and everything really messed up her body on the inside. You know, she suffers from diverticulitis. If you don't know what that is, Google it. Um, But it's essentially like, it's something with holes like in her stomach lining, like a leaky gut type of situation. Um, so she dealt with that, but she lost the weight. You know, it took her a while because she had kids. 
but she did the Tony Little videos and the Galad body in motion, you know, when, when those exercise videos were, you know, in. And she did it. She lost all that weight and she got down to 124 pounds and she was, you know, a size two. But she would eat a, uh, drink a Slim Fast for breakfast and then for lunch, she would always have tuna, always, but she would switch it up. Sometimes she had potato and cottage cheese. Sometimes she'd have tomatoes with cottage cheese. Just really depending on what she felt like. But we're talking the pinche papa blend. Nothing on it. Maybe some salt and pepper, but that's it. And that's all she ate. And a, a slim fast shake for dinner. So talk about not eating calories, you know, which maybe helped. But the diet culture back then, I mean, it was... You have to do a shit ton of cardio, drink these fat-burning pills, drink your water, and eat a salad. And of course, you know, when you see it on TV, I remember I was watching uh, Beverly Hills 90210. There's an episode where Kelly Taylor is trying to lose weight, and she's already skinny, okay? She's already thin. And she pops all of these uh, diet pills. And of course, after a while, like, your body is just like, we're shutting down Kelly we are shutting down and you're gonna pass out in this bathroom and then she's rescued and then goes and gets help or whatnot but that was that was the culture you know that we that I at least grew up with and coming from a Hispanic you know family how how are you supposed to tell people no like how are you if you still live with your parents or your you know, parent adjacent, as I like to call it. Um, how do you tell your your mom, like, you know, no, I can't eat that. Like, it's hard. I know it's hard. You know, I know it's it's super hard to be like, well, from what friends have told me, because I haven't lived with my parents since I was 18. You know, I'm 37 now. But how do you, how do you try to stick to something when all you've known are just these amazing, like, cuisines like we've we grew I grew up with pozole with you know taquitos con guacamole and then for breakfast like papa con chorizo like my favorite breakfast es un bolillo like recién hecho with papas con chorizo a little bit of cheese on top oh my god oh my heart is ready to stop (laughs) but like how do you tell like your family like like no sorry you know and it's hard. I know it's hard. And I see a bunch of like, a bunch of, you know, TikToks people like, you know, going through the motions of trying to get themselves healthy, you know, especially, you know, my plus size community of Latinas that are out there, like, they're trying so hard and I see it, you know, I see them making a change with their diet. Though, yeah, you know, los huevitos with weenie, like here and there, but you know, they're trying so hard and it just, it breaks my freaking heart sometimes when I see uh, the videos of them crying because they just, they feel like they're, they, they, like they can't do it. And I'm on the other screen. I'm like crying with them. Like, yes, yes, you can. You can do it because I, I'm there. I'm here. And it does motivate you. I'm not going to say that it doesn't. It does motivate me. And I've been at this weight loss game for maybe 10 freaking years y'all 10 years okay and don't take anything i say as i'm trying to tell you how to work out 
how to do nutrition because I am not a registered dietitian. I am not a personal trainer. I am not certified to give out meal plans, okay? So don't come at me. I'm just letting you know what has worked, what has not worked for me, and what I plan to do moving forward. So so yeah, so my anxiety with trying to find what to wear to make myself at least look decent has always been there. And for anything, like it's one of, like I don't think I've I've I don't think I've gone to any party or any place without worrying like what am I going to wear? You know, it's only been recently I went to Seattle in December of last year and really it was that trip that I told myself I'm not going to worry about what I'm going to wear. Number 1 because it was cold and we wore jackets, okay? So that was a plus. But just taking a pair of jeans, I had my jacket, I had my beanie and a t-shirt underneath and that was it. And I didn't worry about what I was wearing. I didn't worry about, you know, my jeans. Did they fit too tight? Did they not? Because as you progressively gain weight, as I have throughout my years, I get stuck with, oh, I'm this size, but I'm really this size. So when I, when I keep buying clothes that I am a size that does not fit me, that's when it really just like, fucking hits you because you're like oh like why I don't even fit in this clothes anymore and I didn't fit in it to begin with (laughs) and I kept trying like like no like so I would size up you know just keep sizing up keep sizing up and I know that that maybe that's bad maybe that's good I don't know but I'm like I just want a pair of pants that I can button regardless of whatever size it is I just want to wear a cute pair of jeans and that's it. Because you know jeans are a nightmare to shop for. They are the hardest thing that you can fucking shop for. So I'm currently in my jogger phase. Okay. A nice elastic waistband. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah. So Seattle was the trip that really did it for me. It really. I had to take my delusional self-confidence by the hand and be like. Y'all. You need to step away a little bit. I need to grasp reality. Uh, and really just embrace my body because like I said 10 years of trying to diet trying to exercise being this big it, it hasn't been easy just because you don't realize how much science how much research is needed to be able to find something that that works for you you know and I didn't want to be a cereal dieter because we all know someone that has tried every single diet that quote-unquote does not work um, because they really didn't take the effort to actually like do the diet, you know? And I, I was doing keto and I did keto for a week. Okay. And let me tell you, it did work because I felt less bloated, but in reality, for me, when you think about keto, when you restrict yourself of all those carbs, I, I'm a casual marathoner. Okay. I've done, uh, three, half marathons, one full marathon, and a 10K. And if there's one thing that you learn that it just, it blew my mind, okay? It blew my mind because it just, it contradicted everything that I knew is that you have to eat carbs to fuel up because I was taught that carbs were bad because growing up after my whole period incident, 
you know, I started walking with my mom. I was, you know, instead of eating three tortillas, I would only eat two, little stuff like that. And it would, it really cemented that, that idea in my head of, okay, carbs are bad, you know, eat fruit, eat vegetables. And my mom would always be like, you're not hungry. You're just thirsty. Drink some water. And that could have been true, maybe 90% of the time. But sometimes I was like, bitch, I'm hungry. Like, let me, let me eat a goddamn apple at least. Um, so, yeah. So, getting back to Seattle, I was just like, I, I need to put my delusional self-confidence a little bit away. Because I need to deal with this. Because I was just getting tired. I was getting tired of having to suck in my stomach. Having to buy things that made me look skinnier. And... When we started going to the gym, it was because we had taken our nephews to Disneyland. And we went to Disneyland in September of 2019. We went to a, hol- uh, a holiday event, the Halloween event. And to tell you that the next day we woke up so freaking sore, both of us. And I was like, we didn't even do a full damn Disney day. Like we were in Disneyland out of breath and besides chasing after two kids, you know, it was already hard enough, but we were fucking winded. And I was like, we, we can't do this anymore. Like, <laughs> we gotta fucking do something. So, and we signed up for the gym. And then what happens? COVID. COVID fucking happened. And again, we had to figure out like, well, fuck, how are we going to do this? Like, what the fuck are we going to do now? Luckily, gyms opened up and we got back to work. You know, I started with the personal trainer who who really who really taught me, you know, that carbs aren't the enemy, that you need carbs. Like I did the TTDE, I don't even know. I, it's the calculator where you calculate, you know, how much protein, how much fat, how much um, carbs you're supposed to eat for how you, you the activity level that you're doing. And she really taught me that eating isn't bad. Eating is essential. Like, you need food to survive. You know, it's just that you need to eat the right food, you know? And here we are, like, so scared of eating carbs, so scared of eating sugars, so scared of the stuff that we grew up knowing. Like, no, like, you're, you're not supposed to eat carbs. Like, no, 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 that's bad for you. So the mind fuck that I got when I was doing marathons was like, well, you have to eat carbs. Yeah, like how the hell are you going to run? And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, like, yes. Like that was probably my favorite part of quote unquote training because y'all, I didn't even fucking train. To be honest, maybe a couple days out of the months that I was supposed to, okay. Um, But again, the hardest part about doing all of this, about trying to lose weight is undoing all these years of just misinformation that we've all have gotten because we all think that we're supposed to be doing 45 minutes on the stairmaster we all think that we're supposed to be doing an hour of of cardio and for some people that works and if that works for you and you love it by all means go ahead if if you have different goals in mind sure do what you got to do but for me and my body Um, I respond better to weightlifting and only because I've gotten lazy the past couple of months. But when I was going and I was actually working out how I was supposed to and eating, man, I was seeing my body slowly, 
transform. And I love the way I look. Like, I loved it. You know, that rush that I would get going to the gym. Because I'm a morning girl. I am a get to the gym at four in the morning type of gal. I want to get it out of the way before before work. That's that's just me. Um, and then Johnny, he's the, I'm going to work out at night. Well, actually, he actually works out. Well, he hasn't in a bit, you know, <laughs> calling you out, babe. <laughs> but he is... He thrives in the morning as well, but he also thrives at night. Like, he would go do his late-night sessions, get home at 9, fall asleep like a goddamn baby. And I've lost my motivation these past couple of months. And I don't know (laughs) when it's going to come back. I don't. Maybe after Vegas. I don't know. Because I always seem to find every excuse in the book to not work out always you know and I know I've had maybe a million day ones but I I just I feel like I am blessed enough to have day ones over and over again because to not be able to have day ones again is just it'll be a big regret if 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 I if I stop trying because that's essentially what will happen I I don't see I don't see failing as an option for me at this point especially after my doctor's appointment because that scared the shit out of me like my doctor sent my results the day before my birthday and was like happy birthday bitch your triglycerides are high like get that shit in order and that did scare me like it gave me like the pit in my stomach like oh my god because they scare the shit out of you because if my triglycerides are high of course i went on webmd i shouldn't be on webmd ever in my entire life i should be banned from that website because i've probably died like five million times with any symptom that i've had that i've googled it should never be allowed on my phone (laughs) ever again but what i wanted this episode to be about okay and it may have just been self-serving for myself as a therapy session but to go through Emily take a shot Uh, to sometimes look at yourself in the mirror and see this person that you wish you could be and you know that you should be but you just you can't find a reason to actually like do something about it It's so heartbreaking because every day that passes, I tell myself, shit, I should have gone to the gym today. I should have worked out because not only is the gym like, yes, you're there to work out. You're there to change your body. But it also, it's helped me with changing my mindset. You know, like I said, it's years and years and years of undoing. All this shit that we've known that has been instilled with this. Because like I said, you know, you if you come from a Hispanic household, it's so hard to say no. It's so hard to to try to better yourself. Because sometimes the, you know, generations before us weren't given that opportunity. They They know what they've learned. And they're, you know, this is the part where I say it's hard sometimes because when you're breaking generational cycles, you know, shit's never easy for you. It hasn't been for me because 
I'm constantly trying to break them, trying to break them, trying to break them because I want to better myself, you know? Oh, God. (sighs) Well, I'm going to sleep good today. But so when you're always trying to break these generational cycles, you know, especially when it comes to our health, you know, I don't think our culture at, at one point, you know, takes care of themselves as how they should you know there's there's probably people in your family that never go to the doctor you know mom dad uh grandma like tias like that don't go to the doctor that don't care about their health and we're living in a time where you know it's a lot of things are more accessible to us even if it's just taking a walk like we recently started walking in the afternoons you know and that's been nice uh, we walk, it's it's usually like a 35-minute walk, and it feels good. Like, it feels nice to come back, and, you know, your legs are pulsing, and instead of just laying and watching TV, you know? So, <sighs> what I wanted this episode to be about was just, if you're feeling unmotivated, or if you're in it, if you one day, if you're a plus size person like me and you one day just looked in the mirror and were like, Mm-mm, I do not like what I see. You know, I want my confidence to be up. I know my delusional self-confidence is there, but I want my real self-confidence to be 100% up. You know, I don't want to have to worry about what I wear all the time. I don't want to have to worry about sucking it in. I want to be a badass. You know, like all these, all these, you know, Latinas that I'm seeing on TikTok, all these, you know, women that have picked up a freaking weight. Because let me tell you, the intimidation that I sometimes feel when I go to the gym and I see these dudes lifting these weights, you know, and they're wearing their fucking tank tops with their nipples all showing and and these short ass shorts. And you're like, fuck, dude. Okay. It's intimidating. You know, it gets really intimidating, which is why I go at four in the morning or I used to go. You know, hopefully I'll start going again, but it's just, it's hard. It's hard when you get intimidated. And as women, like, as much as I say, like, oh my God, I would love to have my own gym at home. I know that even if I have my own gym at home, it's like people with poles. Never gets used. Never. So, in essence, what I just wanted to say was that if you're embarking on a new fitness journey if you are a constant dieter who has quote-unquote failed if you have spent the last 10 years you know working out stopping going to the gym not going to the gym losing weight but gaining it back just know that i rather you and everyone else have a million day ones than to have a million regrets of not starting. So that's all I have for y'all. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's nothing more I can really say because I'll probably keep crying. But I just, if you have someone in your life that is trying, keep just motivate them. Motivate them the best that you can. Because eventually, at some point, it's up to that person 
you know, you can't force anyone to work out. You can't force anyone to change. You can't force anyone to eat right. But if you have a partner, if you have a sister, a brother, someone that's like trying to get it and you're also trying to like, you know, make changes, um, I found that working in pairs is great. I know some of you like to work solo. I like to go to the gym by myself just because Johnny has his routine and he... <laughs> He is, let me tell you, strong as fuck, okay? And he's always trying to get me to work out with him. And I'm like, no, because your routine is fucking insane. Um, but, you know, but go for a walk. Go for a walk in the afternoon. Go for a hike. Like, research, you know, different types of foods. Like, I'm, I'm saying I, I barely tried salmon a month and a half ago. And I love it. And it's so good for you. But... I'm digressing again because I'm word vomiting and that's fine. But again, I hope to one day get rid of this anxiety that I always feel about what I wear because I never want to have to worry about it. Um, But I'm getting there. I'm getting there, y'all. And I'm going to have a great time in Vegas. I'm not going to let it get to me like some other trips because really Seattle really did it for me. You know, it really helped me because that trip I did not even worry about. I did not even care about what I was wearing or how I felt. I just enjoyed myself, you know, and coming back from Vegas, of course, you know, I'm going to try my best to get back into the gym, um, because truly it is great. After a workout, you just feel so freaking good, and it really sets the mood for the day. It really gives me the energy I need, because I don't drink coffee. (sighs) I just heard the audible gasp from everybody. Yeah, I don't drink coffee, y'all. I have a mild allergy, even though Johnny says, you don't, you're not allergic to coffee. My doctor did tell me once that it's a mild allergy to coffee, so I can't drink it. So working out and my matcha, I drink a green tea matcha every day, uh, is my jam. So exercise, my matcha, that's what I love. So again, don't take any advice from me, okay? When it comes to your nutrition and your working out, but do your research because like i said working out and exercising is a freaking science like you if you really look into it like there's so much that goes into why you retain your weight like cortisol levels and then your blood sugar spiking and it just it's a it's a bunch of stuff that if you're thinking about making a change really really do your research about your body you know it's a process of elimination some things might work some things might not But to everyone that is in their journey, whether you're just starting, you're in the middle, or you're getting to your goal, I believe in you 110% because I see you. I see all of these wonderful women Latinas on TikTok that are plus size like me doing it. And they motivate me. So with that, I am going to leave you. (laughs) feel free to dm me whatever you want um i'm doing a thing where every time i cry during an episode you take a shot so take a shot of like a nice ginger shot or a turmeric shot something healthy okay um and i love y'all thank you for listening uh thank you for the constant support thank you for sharing thank you for telling everyone about my podcast hopefully somebody can relate to this if not just one person that's all I'm looking for. Um, I'm literally, I'm recording this at work, okay, during my lunchtime. So I'm like literally here crying like in my corner office. It's, 
probably the worst idea ever but i really wanted to like record this episode before i left this weekend so um this is what you get okay <laughs> so again i love y'all please make sure you follow me on instagram and on tiktok i am uh, awful good pod i am on all major platforms for podcasting uh please rate and review and subscribe wherever you listen you know just a quick hey you know five stars for you and just a quick little note like love this podcast i don't know whatever your little heart desires okay so i love y'all thank you so much um and if i hopefully i come back from vegas a millionaire because working an eight to five is just not the business anymore okay all right love y'all thank you for listening i will talk to y'all next week bye Awful good.